podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Boyd Hilton is off to something far more important and showbiz. I'm afraid it's Psychic Josh in the hot seat today. I'm joined by Gareth the Bear Parker. Gareth, how are you? I'm very well. T-shirt on today, which means we can see most of your tattoos Again, we're going in full with a, splendour. We're going with a very visual uh, description, <laughs> uh, which works well, I've seen on radio and podcast. Well, people can look at the photos we'll put up I mean, if people want to stalk me on the internet... Um, in fact, yeah, we did. After the last one I did, there was, because uh, I was bleeding profusely during the record, I just had a oh, tattoo just done. Had a tattoo, yeah, I just yeah. had a tattoo done on my leg. Um, and the joke, um, which was genuinely more funny at the time, was that it was uh, one of Olivier Giroud. And then you and I got talking about. And we've had. And you bit, said if Giroud scores 15 goals in all competitions, so yeah. I clarified it, I didn't want you to put it out yeah. there. If he scores 15 goals, you will get an Olivier Giroud tattoo. Yes. Did you say what part of the body it will be on? Um, there's not a lot left, so it, right. I mean it, it's going to be it's going to probably be on the legs. But um, yeah, no, I'm 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 genuinely willing to do that. Well, such, such is my love for the man. We're massively excited. We're also joined by uh, impressionist supremo Luke Kempner. How Hello. are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. I lost for you in Edinburgh. Luke. I noticed that guy's got a lot of butterflies. I'm wearing quite a little butterfly as well. Wow! Just keeping it. Yeah. Keeping the butterfly, butterfly theme. theme. And also, yeah. is that a rose at the top of your T-shirt? Uh, yeah. yeah. Which features on predominantly <laughs> most of your arms. Wait, wait, I, mean, I just wait. wanted to be that bit closer to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I wore some clothes to fit. Sure, and we're also joined by uh, uh, Russell Yersh and the Yersh. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Any tattoos, Russ? No tattoos. But you two are joined up like Jacker and Ramsey were yesterday. Uh-oh. Very oh, close. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that's exactly why we did that. Inseparable fun- they were. Functional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're a functioning partnership. No, no tattoos. Any Luke tattoos? No, not interested. Always been tempted, yeah. And it would be, but it would be. Would you be a Giroud tattoo? If you well, got yeah. One? He just has to score a couple of goals, <laughs> and I'll get it on my ass. <laughs> so tell you what, we should do. If, if Giroud scores fourteen or less, Luke will get. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'll take that bet. <laughs> yeah, fifteen or more. Oh. Yeah. Russ, would you be on Olivier Giroud scoring fifteen or more in all competitions? You have a betting background still in the best. Would you be backing or or laying that one? I'd be laying that. Really? 15 yeah, I don't think you'll. I don't think you will. Hmm. I don't think you're playing enough games for for a start. League Cup, Doncaster. I was about to say, might could get, get off the mark Doncaster, this week. Yeah. Should definitely score when we play on Wednesday. You're right. All right, we'll come to that in due course. Mm. Um, it's at this point I should remind you that Football League Arsenal is backed for the season by Labrooks. You can bet five pound, get twenty pounds. If you deposit five pounds, Labrooks will add another twenty pounds to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.arsenalpodcast.net. So look, we've had two big games actually since we uh, last did a podcast. Thursday seems like a lifetime ago. It's so much fun, though, just because there's so much attention around the uh, the Chelsea game. But let's just first and foremost get Thursday out the way. You you were there, I noticed. I was there. Yes, it was. It was. It was. It was was extraordinary. It was. It was. It was quite surreal at points, Um, and certainly the build-up was very odd. Went went for a very civilized dinner. Left. Um, Where did you go for dinner? Come on, you're telling uh, us went, civilized. Went to season on Stroud Green Road, which is a really really nice little place. Um, anyway, I would re- heartily recommend it. Um, <laughs> anyway, went there. Left left to go to the game and was early for the first time in about fifteen years. 
Uh, and as I'm getting there, I'm getting, I'm suddenly looking at my phone, loads of texts going, are you going tonight? Like, games been put off. Or blah, blah. So I, was, I, got, I got, got across it quite quickly. I was like, oh, great. This is a bit frustrating. Early start tomorrow. But do you know what? I've not been to enough games this season. I want to go to the game. It, it seems quite... Ex- but there was, there was a liveliness, let's mm. say, around it. Um, and... Yeah, had an extra hour in the pub beforehand, went and met a couple of friends. Uh, me and my brother had uh, a couple of, of extra drinks. Um, and there was a bit of a giddiness coming to the same because we were hearing all these reports about what was going on. Um, and we'd been hearing it all day. And I know a friend of mine is a Spurs fan, went to Wembley the day before and was told by a Dortmund fan, tomorrow is going to be lively because Cologne have travelled with a lot more than, than anyone has expected. <laughs> a lot more than 3,000 that yeah. got allocated. But then inside but, the stadium. But the, but but what I, what I found interesting, I know yeah. we won't go into much the, like, the intricacies of how it all works. And they got in and then all gravitated around towards the away end, which made for when they scored an amazing spectacle of just. Was there a little that, bit of you hoping they might score just to see what yeah, it's going to look well, like? Just say, well, I knew that there was a German sat next to me because there was. Did you? In, how did you? He was very. He actually at halftime left to try and get nearer to his mates <laughs> around the other end. But and I guess the club apparently it started with like a division of twenty seats in between fans, and by the end of it there was none at all which is why we've been charged as a club because there was no stairways were clear or there was no yeah. no area that was this safe area but actually i know lots of people that were in and amongst german fans and they said they felt completely safe and all yeah. of the sort of hysterical reporting there was around hooliganism it's not there are anti-fascist club that just mm. won there was a it was great sort of ironic of... that it was at Stamford Bridge where a fan ran on the pitch yes you know in quite <laughs> normal circumstances and yet we had this like incredible number of German fans and it was all five arrests so it, in context yeah. it's not Huge. And there didn't seem there was no real threat. I've been to games where there has been like a crackle in an atmosphere, and you know something. And talking of Chelsea, one of them was in a way game there, FA Cup game over a decade ago, where the stewards were scared. You could see they were visibly scared mm-hmm. about. This wasn't like that, and and for twenty thousand Germans to be singing. What do we do with a drunken sailor? I think that should happen more often at football, not less. I think, I think, I think it was. It was well, it was their first European match, and was it over twenty years? Yeah, like twenty-five years. Yeah. So. No wonder they all came across. Yeah. They've been saving up the uh, the Euros. Yeah, not only is it, I guess, their first game in 25 years, but it's against Arsenal in London. And it's an attractive proposition if you're going to... brilliant. I, was, I, was, I mean, like, you know, I heard some reports where people were saying, like, you know, getting quite annoyed at the media, sort of romanticising it when saying that actually it was quite scary. But from what the stuff that I saw and, like, seeing around London, seeing loads of Cologne fans all that day, and um, I was just a bit jealous. I was just sort of like, I wish it was like that for, for us. And like, seeing them even on the tubes, they're all going down, singing the songs down. It just looked incredible. Yeah, when you when you do travel with Arsenal away in Europe, and there's often a lot of time where you kind of cover the badge because of what's going on. Mm. There, there was a, and I'm, I'm, hey, I, I, maybe maybe it, it's a little bit, and I'll be called a football hipster again after saying this. It was a really pure way of watching football. Like there was that real pride, real excitement yeah. about being there. I think that the club can't really be surprised. We as a club, make a lot of money selling tickets through tourist websites, things like that. So you are you are trying to get... They, I've often said well, that's that... That's hospitality, to be fair to the club. But, but no, you, you can get a lot of packages where they're bulk bought and you can get standard... So what would be normal, normal entry to a match through, oh, okay. for a package. So that is a big money spinner for the club. So actually, I was shocked because I was actually... I had a ticket that I couldn't get rid of for the game. This is the other thing. So I had, a, which if I'd known any Cologne fans would have been dead easy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I asked loads of my mates, Do you want to come? Free ticket. You want? Couldn't have. And then I went, it looked like it sold out. And I was like, no. 
Because I genuinely had no interest for this ticket, but it was a, a very specific demographic that were, that were buying them all up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to climb, on, yeah. the, on, the, on the away days, though, I remember the first uh, away game that we had in 90, after we won the league at Lons. In terms of, uh, of travelling with Arsenal, that was a great day. And obviously over the years, we've been in there year in, year out. And yeah, I understand what you're saying, that over the years, there, there, are, some, there are some ugly scenes and um, fans that don't usually go to away games but the early the early days I have to say that was that was great travelling joyous with Arsenal. it felt joyous I think that's maybe in Luke's right maybe there was more of a latent threat than I was yeah. aware of but I I certainly didn't think and, and you're getting a lot of the Twitter chat was around this is just funny and fun mm-hmm. I, I guess you if you were displaced by a German well, and because a lot fine. of people must have been because yeah. people were supposed to sit in those blocks near the away fans clearly were had to move but there were that many empty seats in the regular Arsenal mm. section that it wasn't one of those nights. It was too difficult to oh, find. Oh, by eighty-five minutes, it was it was pretty much. Forget eighty-five. By five, <laughs> ten minutes. I mean, I went to sit. You know, not in my regular seat. I went sort of found some mates. You know, who sit mm. in the upper tier who just had loads of seats by them. It was mm. that. It was that available to just go sit where you want, which was a rare treat. But I, I was a little bit intrigued. I was like, I thought you don't want Cologne to score, but if I did get a consolation at the end, I'd be quite intrigued to see who mm. like leaped around us. And it was it was amazing, like very yeah. surreal feeling. Well, I mean, yeah, gave gave it also when they scored gave it a bit more of a narrative, right? We mm. were it, it was an interesting game. But just as the game, is that, were you bothered? Were you excited to be back in the Europa League, Luke? It was. Uh, do you know what it was when it started and the music wasn't the Champions League music? That I found that a bit odd. And I know we were like, they do music. Yeah, there was music. Europa what League music, music. Is it? I don't, I don't know. know. It wasn't. It it's wasn't shit. a reassuring. It's not written by the same of... bloke. <laughs> is it, it's not a good no, hit. No, it's not. You're not downloaded honestly, it. I've not done. You can't sing the thing. You can't no, see you the name of it. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. question. What is the Europa League? You, find that. That. Yeah, you might have to pay. Europa? You don't have to pay for it to play out the podcast. <laughs> well, I won't be playing. <laughs> we can sing it. Yeah, okay, we'll sing it. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Um, but you know, I was, I was excited. I, I, look, I, it's a, an Arsenal game, so I was up for it. Um, it. It felt a bit weird looking at the players because I was watching it going. I, I certainly didn't feel as up for it as I would a Champions League game, and I'm not a player. So then I was looking at you know the likes of Sanchez going. Am I really got to fucking play this competition? And then I, so. so so the, and, I, and it felt a little bit like that. The first half felt a little bit like the players felt they were a bit above it. But then the second half, we played well. I mean, Cologne is shit. But it was the second half, we played really well and it was, it was really quite well. enjoyable. And they yeah. won the game and they did yeah. what they needed to. We're favourites, aren't we, Russ, for the tournament? We are favourites. Six to one favourites okay. with, yeah. AC, eight, at the minute, AC Milan, Milan close behind. But then but when, the, when the Champions League yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I have to say, for me, not, not being an arrogant Arsenal fan, I wasn't interested in, in Thursday night. Um, and I probably won't be until February kicks in and uh, the teams that finish third in the Champions League come and join us. And then no, I'm, I'm excited much about Barte Borisov, mate. <laughs> oh. Barte away. There was a, there's an argument to make that is the strongest team we'll put out for a while now because of the way it's fallen and Cologne will be the hardest game of the in terms of the home games and other games are going to fall in between sort of quite tough games. I think we'll see a younger Arsenal team mm go away potentially to I think, and I think games. rightly so and I think that's what we should and that's why I almost felt like Thursday was an opportunity missed because there were the same old problems which actually I was surprised when we saw the three-man defence on Sunday but we'll, we'll get to that in time but I think that we were playing players out of position young players mm-hmm. I mean I did an event with, with, with Ainsley Mate and ours over, over the back end of the summer and he just played the Emirates Cup and I asked him how he enjoyed playing centre-back and the look he gave me Spoke volumes because it was like, oh, I've got to do it, haven't I? I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm I've been looking like, at your tattoos. My, um, yeah, in all. Um, <laughs> it's almost like you're a slightly. What, was obsessed. he a nice guy? Yeah. He, he's a lovely guy. Lovely mm. guy. Um, and, and obviously, wants the opportunities. And yeah, you're playing left wing back. Great. Thanks, boss. Mm. Um, but when he went back into the position where he plays, he was really, really Second pretty, half. He was really good. Play well. And, and 
it, it's that round pegs, round holes thing, which I think on Sunday as well showed again. It's that I mean, the first few shockers that we had, we were playing a, a, a winger at, at right wing back, but not um, a right back at left back, and it just felt like it was it wasn't functioning. Mm. Now, when everyone back into the right positions on Thursday, when we started playing the way that we know we can, and the, do you know what? a little bit of a swag, a little bit of confidence, yeah, it, it kind of hurt, harmed our chances. But yeah, I'm the same. I wasn't that excited about the game. It was more the, I guess, the experience with 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 the extra fans there that meant there was a, the best atmosphere there's been for a game that doesn't really mean that much in a long time. Yeah, and I forgot there's actually two group stages, aren't there, in the Europa League, right? Because there's another group stage when the Champions League teams fall. Is that not right? No, that's straight knockout. Straight knockout. So we got the group. It starts at the last 32. That's right. It starts at yeah. the last 32. So we got the these 16. six games in round 32, 16, 8, 4. So it's just like one extra round right. over the Champions League. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So come February, Russ, we couldn't get you back for a bit of excitement yeah. on it. <laughs> we, we should signpost that the uh, Europa League song was composed by Michael Kadelbach and recorded in Berlin. The anthem accompanies the centre circle ceremony at the start of all games in the competition and is also played in the opening closing sequences of all UEFA Europa League broadcasts. Mm-hmm. As with that visual identity, fans feature prominently, providing the underlying rhythm through the sounds of their hands clapping, aiming to provide true consistency between broadcast coverage and the live stadium experience. Do you get that same consistency? It's a poor man's Champions League thing. It's hardly Bjork, is it? <laughs> well, look, we're delighted we won in the Europa League and it's an appropriate time to have a quick break. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Right, we're back after the break and we've discussed in the first part of the podcast about our victory against FC Cologne. But the big game of the weekend was undeniably our trip to Stamford Bridge. And I think generally in our predictions last week, we were fairly negative as a four. I thought we'd lose and I never think we'll lose. I'm always like the eternal optimist. And then uh, Alexis Sanchez was left out of the lineup, Gareth, and people got even more uh, pessimistic around me in the stands. And yet we possibly put in one of our best away performances you would, yeah, you, you, need, you needed me next to you in the stands then if, if, if the people around you were upset that Alexis we wasn't playing. Where did we go? To? We had Leicester away last Leicester year. Leicester and United away. We did. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, where, yeah, there was lots of fun and there was lots of positivity, which probably grated with all the negative people around us. But um, when I saw that Alexis wasn't playing, Anna Erzl wasn't playing, and obviously there are two most talented players, blah, blah, blah. I was really excited because I thought, do you know what? These are players. And I've spoke about this to you sort of over the summer a lot. And I've spoken um, on the podcast last time. There is something about having a hunger and also a desire to work hard in your team and the round pegs, round holes things. So getting someone that wants to play, that wants to play for the team, that will do running for someone else. That isn't the most selfish player I've ever seen pull on an Arsenal shirt. Um, and so when I saw Alexis wasn't playing, I was really, really happy because I thought, actually, I would way, way prefer uh, Welbeck, I think, is a limited player, but you know what you're getting from him. Iwobi, you know what you're getting. And they, those two started, I mean, to feel like that did do a lot of closing down, but the, the high press from those two, which wouldn't have happened with Erzin and Sanchez, allowed, it protected the two midfielders that have been so exposed by a complete lack of work being done for each other 
by Ozil and Sanchez up until this point. What do you think, Luke? Because the argument is Welbeck and Awobi for positive negatives were very disciplined on mm. Sunday. Well, I mean, it was it was in, just quickly going back to the Cologne game. It was even when Sanchez scored, there was sort of like it was a great goal, but there was part. I mean, I was so pissed off with him, sort of never passing to people. And you've got like when you've got young kids around, you know, like like Maitland Niles and stuff, and you're sort of getting so frustrated. Game, well, Alexis doesn't want to pass to any of them. So it was. It, I mean, I have to say that I was a bit shocked when when. Alexis wasn't playing in the Chelsea game but it is it is nice not having everything just going through that one player and uh, and Russ what were your thoughts you I mean that is quite I, I don't think that's the majority of you you, you probably accept on Sanchez I think, no, I think no, most me and, Arsenal me and, fans remember me and Perry had the ding dong last season about it and I was going yes. I want I'll sell him but you're with, I, I actually think we should have sabotaged City by selling him to City but I genuinely think that would have sabotaged City's chances this season had they had Alexis Sanchez. Because it's a niche view. But, but look at their team now. It's a I'd team rather focus on Ozil. I was ecstatic that Ozil wasn't playing. Well, he's injured. So I know, but I was, I was, just generally, I was ecstatic. Okay, not ecstatic, he he's injured. Away, just, yeah. away from home. I think, especially at Liverpool, and you look at how he plays for the team away from home against the big six. He's woeful. It's like playing with ten men. He doesn't track. He doesn't track his man. He'll go forward and be lazy coming back. He's. I don't think he's a. He's an effective team player when we are so attacking and we, and we get caught out all the time. But you know the stats about. So I, I hear what you're saying completely, and there is definitely. I don't think his kind of his style of playing helps that. He covers more ground, makes fewer costly mistakes than Sanchez. Sanchez mm-hmm. takes risks in positions and and then often will like look like he's trying to make up for it. But we we are, I think, and I actually not having both mm-hmm. of them meant that we could get balance. Well, I think, think Sanchez, I, I think Sanchez caused himself problems. And again, going back to Wenger, playing, giving Ozil the role where uh, away from him, he has to defend, but doesn't. Sanchez, is Sanchez played out of position all the time on the left because he comes inside, gets caught out, and then the other team can break when we're, 15 yards too high up the field every time he does it so I think he, he should even be the number nine with, yeah and, with and the one touch him. sorry the one touch stuff which I love watching us play it, I can remember uh, Jens Lehmann said it when we bought Fabregas or bought Fabregas through we changed the style we played we held on to the ball a bit longer and that back to front like a rapier which had won us so many games won us the title make us go unbeaten had to change so you'd be like people would be making runs Lumber would be making runs wouldn't go for the first pass and therefore would have to check the runs change. And then we developed this little one-touch passing thing, which admitted the chicky-tacky thing didn't. But that was the football where we, I think we looked the best. And it happened again on Sunday. Yeah. So that was that one-touch passing, but it was discipline. And you're right to use the word discipline because it wasn't at the cost of being out of position and being asked to do that job defensively and not doing it. And do you think there's something, Luke, in the way that... Do you remember we used to go to Old Trafford for the big... It always felt like when there was a big game against Man United, Fletcher and Jason Park, and there'd be players who we'd all kind of think aren't the most like fancy mm. and aren't the best players. They'd always seem to appear in these big mm. games for Man United. And Fergie's had a way of just knowing when to play them. And may, maybe there's something in this that we mm. need to sort of hold back on some of what we, maybe our luxury of that word is always used. It, what do you think, Luke? I don't know. Well, just think Ram- Ramsey was fantastic, I, I thought, against Chelsea. And, and maybe that's without Ozil in the side. He gets a chance to play in more in that Ozil position. It was his best game in so oh, long. Yeah, Martin Cohen made that point, I think, in the, uh, in the mail today. That he thought it was his best performance in a couple of years. But, but then I think it, it, there are so many knock-on effects. And sorry, I, I know I keep coming. But if someone doesn't do something, then someone else has got to do it for them. Correct. And if someone else is doing that for them, then they're... Ex- and I think that Ramsey will often... And I don't think it is just the Ramsey-Ozil thing. I think it is... Those two in Welbeck 
they are inside forwards ultimately, but they were playing as auxiliary midfielders mm, yesterday mm. and they were giving extra support to the players that need it. And those two midfielders, if we play a good team again and do not protect those two, mm. they'll be exposed again. Mm. But they weren't exposed. Therefore, Ramsey had the luxury, in inverted commas, of being able to have a bit more of a say in the game because he was given more time on the ball by those working hard around him. I think one of the key points is discipline. When we go to the Cities, Uniteds, Liverpools in, in, in previous years, we've just played our normal style that we do at home. And you look at this season, Burnley, they've drawn at, sorry, they beat Chelsea, they've mm. drawn at Liverpool, they've drawn at Spurs. Yep. Why? Because they play compact and when they get a chance to break, they break and, they, and, and they're offensive. For us, we're not going to catch United or City. When we do play them away, we need to play yeah. this way. And then you know what? We might nick a 1-0 like we used to. Can you remember the City away game a couple of years mm-hmm. ago when it was, seems a watershed at that point because it was the first time it had gone against the way we would normally yeah, play yeah. with this almost arrogance of attitude. And, and I think that a large part of it must be the in-game management of the players as well because if they're not given that much of a direction, which apparently they're not under mm-hmm. Arsene Wenger, and it's led to well, you're all incredibly talented players that know what you're doing, but if they don't know what they're doing, now it seemed like they were working hard for each other, but they were also aware of their roles. So either that is because it's a very clear programmable player that won't try something out of the world. But that City game was, was heralded as a real Wenger master. Yeah, you've gone away, yeah. you've ceded possession for the first time ever, and you've won a game that theoretically you should not win. So yeah, I do think it should be a blueprint. I, I think that, we, But then it is, and I heard this as well, is that us going, well, we're not as good as those better teams? And I think we've almost got to have this... Sort well, that doesn't matter. It doesn't, exactly. That's what's so frustrating about it. Because like, when you watch that, um, the, the game at Anfield, and I know we keep going back to it, but that's what is so... And I, and I feel sort of, you know, when Josh asked me to come on the pod today, I feel sort of this, this the Wenger okey-cokey. Because, you know, the last time I spoke with me and Josh were chatting was after that. I was like, I can't come to the podcast. I'm too negative right now. It's not a good place for me. But then you, and you when you see the way we played against Chelsea, who cares if we're not as good as the other team? Then change... Then change your tactics accordingly and yesterday we looked every bit as good you know we had just as good chances to win and actually did you feel at all it was two points dropped Russ at all I mean I, I thought a little bit I was, well away. The point. Well I was definitely yes. happy with the point but actually I, I couldn't have helped but think Joe if I had a bit more belief maybe well, Cher- what was it Cherry Omri was asked what's Arsenal's best ever and he said the game hasn't kicked off yet like you were saying about people being negative I I actually didn't go yesterday, um, partly because I didn't want to go again to, to another big game away from home and see us get trounced. So, yeah, joke's on me, I guess. But the pundits in the studio were so negative, so unbelievable. Because it, well, why wouldn't you seen be with it before. our record recently? Again, it's you look the at- last 24 games, whatever, against mm-hmm. those. But, but then at the same time, that disciplined performance, that... But then it's also a management of expectations. So if we suddenly go, oh, well, we, we, we'll, we'll get results like that in those big games, we'll... We'll steamroll the. We are not anywhere near as good or in as good a pos- shape as we should be. Or I would say that, and I know you did a little poll where fifty eight percent wasn't it? We'll think we'll all finish in the top four. That is correct. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I genuinely don't. I don't think that no. we are anywhere near as strong as as as, as the four Champions well, League. Have we got a chance? Liverpool no great shakes. Spurs yeah. if they continue to drop points at Wembley, and. Obviously, they've beaten Dortmund. They may go deeper in the Champions League. If we now can pick up a few wins and play well away from home against the big teams, pick four points out of six, beat them at home, draw away, we could definitely get fourth. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think you've got the, you've got the, United, you've got the Manchester teams and Ch- I think those yeah, I think three teams yeah. will, will finish yeah. top three. So we are the yeah. three teams fighting for that. That's what I'm saying, almost again, talking about the odds. That's three into uh, one. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, there's, there's a lot of hysteria about Liverpool at the moment. 
but at the same time, this is a this is a team that a couple of abject performances aside have looked very very good. And yeah, defensively, going, I still think the jury's out. Yeah, the, I, I, mean, I, I'd rather have our defence than theirs, and that's yeah. saying something. I think mm. you'd have us as massive. I mean, where are we currently in the top four odds? Like behind Liverpool and Tottenham in expectation. No, they do think Liverpool and Spurs are more likely to get top four than we are. But it's a very close battle. I think the very interesting because I think. Were it not for Wemp, like Spurs, and I've, I've, I've been, I remember Perry was being, when we did the live pod last, it was appalled that I spoke so sort of positively about how Spurs have gone about this rebuild and the manager and everything. Mm. But they've got a phenomenal squad and a really, really, and I drove past what is going to be their new stadium. And again, I think hopefully they'll have a, another problem there because it won't be White Hart Lane with all the, with all the trappings. It'll take the time to get, to get, to, yeah, to, but, to get but then, yeah. and then you see them play against Chelsea at Wembley and they should have won that game, but mm. they didn't. And then I've, not had I've had more time on my hands than to watch um them play Swansea and I Burnley Swansea game, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but what was it 27 30 shots so uh, yeah I, it happens I, uh, yeah it, and I think that they've got a very very good chance but then at the same time yeah you're right there's the three it's th- those three into one and that's why I'm not that hopeful all right but let's talk going forward because now you go right Arsenal have gone away from home shown resolve defensively kept a clean sheet. I don't know when the last time we did that at Stamford Bridge was. And I think it's the first time under Conte that Chelsea yeah, haven't have scored at home score, in a league yeah. game. So there's something quite impressive Just, there. And they won. And they had yeah. one decent chance. Pedro yeah. went yeah. through, didn't he? That was Which it. Which I so saw going in. One, one point on Chelsea. I don't think they played well at all. I know obviously we're crediting ourselves. And for me, I don't think we go overboard with this. It's one away performance out of what? Mm. Seven, eight, nine. It's a tiny pat on the back for the boys and they go, right, okay, do it again. Because we can't get over excited about one one performance because I don't think Chelsea were at the races at all. No, I don't know. I don't know how much we stopped them playing or we surprised them a little bit. And I think they possibly were a bit arrogant. But no, you're right. But I, we had. Well, been, we, it, we played quite well against. We played quite well against Stoke. I know. Like like I know it felt like another Arsenal Stoke um, story. But actually, we played quite well. And bar like a couple of penalty decisions, we'd have, we 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 have won that game really. Well, that was more frustrating than Liverpool for me because we should have got a yeah, point, yeah, got a point yeah, at, yeah. at least. And, and we were miles on debacle, top. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I think, and we are, we will. I think, well, who, who do you want to play next after you've just had a, chance, a Tony Pulis side? So this mm. is, I think, again, the next game is going to be fascinating home, because you're yeah. missing out the mighty Doncaster Rovers and their trip in the uh, Carabao Cup, is it now? <laughs> the Carabao <laughs> Cup. So, if, Sorry, but if you Josh. talk about a run of games, it's Doncaster, then West Brom, then Barte yeah. Borisov, and then we go Brighton. home to Brighton, away to Watford, and then we go a trip to Belgrade. There's basically a month here where we are firm favourites to win every game. Then we go to Everton away. Oh, so right. look, there's a yeah. there's a month of games here. We're on the back of two good wins and a draw, a very credible draw. I don't know. Are you a bit reason for optimism here, or are you you're just yeah? You I still mean, short short termism. Yeah, no. That, you're, I mean, thinking, you, you're thinking fifth, sixth doesn't really matter. Well, no, I, I think I'm not saying it doesn't really matter. I, I, uh, but then it is that. Apart from wanting to hear that Champions League music again, we, we are going to sort of bust Stop our balls try, at the Europa to, League to, music. To, to try and qualify for a competition that we have no in, intention yeah. to win either. So, it, it, and it, yes, it would it would be a, a shift in power, blah, blah blah, and maybe allow us to stabilise. My bigger concern is what this should have been an opportunity for us to do is reassess, regroup, go and get rid of the players that really don't want to be there. We developed a mercenary culture which I don't think we used to have as a club even when really good players were coming in I think that now we need to get together and I think Lacazette hopefully fits within that new mould of wants to play and is it the right time to play for Arsenal not maybe looking for a stepping stone but like maybe this is as good as it's going to get for him so he wants to be a hero here not someone like Alexis or Ozil possibly where they are always like flattering flattering their eyelashes and asking for lots of money and not ever really 
I guess, assimilating with the rest of the squad. I saw this as an opportunity. So if we do get Champions League again, I hope it wouldn't be like, oh yeah, we can then attract someone from this team that will well, want to We're going to go close this year one way or another, whether it's in the league or in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. As I said, come the back end of yeah. this campaign, you look what United have we're, done, Chelsea have won it. And we're a good cup and, team. And we are a good cup and, team. Right, let's talk about the cup then, because the, the League Cup is, you know, is upon us on Wednesday. The Europa League side that got put out was pretty strong. But what, what are you expecting for this League Cup side against against Dongas because this but you think it's no, no, I, think no, I think it'll be weaker I think I, well, this younger. is more youngster I think young, is this we, the Reese Nelson could, home debut uh, presumably yeah. well yeah starting debut I think yeah he, I mean he he looked by the way I think he, he completed more passes in eight minutes than Theo Walcott did until that for the eighty minutes that he had been on the pitch I mean Theo was abysmal. And actually, he doesn't, doesn't really have a... Oh, Jack will definitely start his Oh, by the way, the, that was one thing I found fascinating about the Cologne game because it is the, the whole fan's favourite thing. And Wilshire was really poor when he came on, I felt. Like, he looked a yard off the pace. Mm. But Gave he, the ball away a bit. Yeah, the adulation mm. for him because of the wearing a funny hat and singing Spurs songs mm. and generally wanting to play for the club. I think in this summer when there were two... Arsenal acolytes um, we should have kept Chesney and got rid of Wilshire oh, I think God, the other yeah, way we yeah. went the wrong way um, but yeah and, and maybe it will be a good opportunity to get him some game time but we've also got to be realistic all the game time we get him is just purely to try and get him a better move when he does move and get us yeah, more money football, yeah. presumably but also but th- football changes really quickly you know if like if, if Walcott suddenly has a really good run in Europa League or a really good run in the, in the Carabao Cup you're right then, he then could, things, he could, things he could, can change really quickly and like I'd love to I mean like Whatever you think about Jack Wilshire, it's so lovely to have a player that is so Arsenal through and through. And I'd love, to, I'd love to see him gain his form back from. Barcelona. You need that in the dressing room. You need that in the dressing room. I don't care what anyone says. You, you need that that passion in the dressing room. Otherwise, you do get foreign mercenaries. And obviously, we had that with Vieira. They everyone. Do you know it's not just foreign mercenaries. I think it's not oh, just yeah. foreign mercenaries these days. I think you you are looking at and you look at Danny Rose trying to move to mm. get more money at Man United. I think it, it is the culture now with money in football that it's not just someone coming in and trying to take take old Steve Smith's sure. shirt it's, it's, mm. it's something it's something it's something more concerning almost but Wednesday will be good either way to, to, to see the young kids play at the Emirates big crowd obviously it's only a tenner to, to get in but it's I used to, I used to, I used to love lots of tickets left. I think, I I think, I think it might be the though. lowest attendance ever well, for it's an Emirates. Because I don't yeah. really, it always sounds like a swimming pool. I think it's League yeah. Cup yeah. games. <laughs> <is> that really <laughs> like, like, like that echoey high pitch. Like yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Like, it, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so perfect. it's that. It is always that thing where people cheer. It's people cheering offside goals for way too long. Mexican ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't spend enough time at swimming pools. I used to love it because when I first saw first saw Fabregas, and it's there was that sense of excitement. But let's see the. I remember the uh, Rotherham. It was against yeah. Rotherham of Fabregas. The, uh, the bemulleted Fabregas. Mm. Well, in terms of, I mean, where is Debussy? Oh, yeah, the bemulleted. He's Debussy? still at the club. How he's, is he got away with not even in, having to play? He's in, he's in, in the picture. Also, he, yes, he is. I saw him in the under-23s against Orient in the pre-season. How, how did he look? Um, little blonde quiff at the, his hair. The stat that kills me, and I think this again is part of the thing that I said we need to reset, but... Christian Eriksen is on less money at Spurs than Debussy is on oh, Arsenal. Yeah, I mean it's and and that when you're looking at the, the, the type of talent you could attract for that amount, and it, it, well, they are trying to get rid of that. I know they're trying, but why would he leave if he's yeah, on that amount of money? Yeah. He's thirty-one on eighty grand a week. Or something. There, there was a story last week, wasn't he? He tried to go to was it Nice and Brighton, and you know the deals have collapsed. But presumably, I mean, the way it's been told to me is that he is just being offered less money elsewhere. And you know, it, yeah, and by the way, is Callum Chambers injured? 
No, he played, in a, played in an under twenty three well, game. Then he's going to. I mean, yeah. him and Rob Holding will play. Yeah. So I think it'll be. Yeah. I mean, and Holding needs a good game. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. I just found the uh, the quote from Debussy. He he said, "Maybe my salary is also a problem. <laughs> Although I am ready to make an effort on that. I'm going to give my best, and we will see." So he's going to make an effort. On so it. Well, so defensively, we're defensively we should be strong with uh, plenty mm. of international experience. Yeah. And, Do you and think Mertesacker will start if they play five at the back? No, I, th- I, I would actually really like to Hold. see a very young team mm. and get, give them the opportunity to not just be in someone's shadow. Because what I always hate is when we tend to slip up in the League Cup in recent years, it's when a young team has done well and then we've drawn a bigger team and we've mixed up a bit, thrown a few first-teamers mm. in and there's, there's no real yeah. chemistry or alchemy there. Mm. I think we've, we've got to trust them. Listen, if we end up in the last eight, then you can go, right, let's, let's try and win mm. this. This is, this is definitely the lowest of the priorities. Oh, and, I think it's, it, and I think Reece Elfson is a great example of someone who should be given game time and should be given confidence. Doncaster currently 19th in League One, for those, uh, for those <laughs> wondering. Six points from their opening eight games. So you'd hope... You would hope you would that... Think. Uh, well, Coloma bottom of the... And then we were 1-0 down <laughs> in five minutes. That was an amazing goal, though. Yeah. Which, uh, it, and, and then Cologne lost goal. 5-0 on the weekend against Dortmund. <laughs> so our 3-1 win looks slightly yeah. average <laughs> um, in retrospect. Um, so obviously we've got the game against Doncaster, which... Um, any of us going... I'm going to go. I'm not. It's, uh, it's Rosh Hashanah. It's Jewish New Year. Right. So uh, I think that counts Russ and I yeah. out. I'm, I'm, I'm all over that as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> busy. Actually, half my family would want me to be all over that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be going to Doncaster. <laughs> um, so I won't be there. But um, yeah, I mean, £10. You can't, can't argue with that. £10 for adults, £5 for kids. So there's still time to go for those that maybe don't go too often. Um, and then we, next Monday night, uh, a week time, we've got West Brom traditionally at Tony Pulis away we, we struggle but then at home we always do fairly well um, Luke you said we'll be fine yeah you mouthed at me you're, we're, you're because it's, it's always like it's the same with um, Allardyce and, and all those managers that we, we're supposed to have these big hoodies against but at home we're always fine yeah. against them by the way sorry to go off on a slight tangent it will be a short one Josh don't worry I was watching Monday Night Football the other night um West Ham v um, Huddersfield and it was I, I like one night football I think mm, actually the punditry mm. go and, but none of the good ones were there and they had like a, a Sam Allardyce Big special Sam, yeah. and it was beyond pastiche it was the funniest thing I've ever seen <laughs> that man has no self like he genuinely spoke for 20 minutes about how great he was <laughs> and about I think it, it was it was being facilitated by, by Sky going well, so tell me what because Palace was just sacked a ball, and he, and he actually went, "Yes, he he rang me on the way here. I told him not interested." That's right. <laughs> but like it was Brent. like, "Thanks." Um, and Roy, who's already been offered the you job, you just know like, that the finger, if that ever you know, be classy about it. Even you know, the idea that he would want everyone to know that it'd be, you know, out of respect to the man who's come in, you just don't. Yes, well, to... he has no respect. I mean, I'm still waiting for him to sue to the BBC, Roy... sue, sue the BBC um, for that when that expose about his son and being a, a, a crook, basically, and he threatened to sue. And he allegedly, has, uh, yeah. No, the BBC definitely accused him. But anyway, oh, but, on the Panorama show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but I am, um, to be fair, I think his greatest ever crime was I went to an LMA Awards and I saw him wearing a tux with leather lapels. Wow. Oh, yeah, strong. Um, sorry, Josh, you were saying something far, probably far more insightful. I think we were talking about Tony Pulis and West Brom, <laughs> yes. but we got sidetracked in Sam Allardyce. And his yeah, we've been West Brom the last six, six games at home, oh. and I think by an average of two goals. So. I would have thought we, we should. They'll, they'll come yeah. and try and stop us playing. They'll play eight centre backs, um, and we should have enough, I think, to comfortably beat them. I would quite like us to go as bold as like, okay, we went against Chelsea. Let's. 
I think Awobi deserves the reward. I don't think he'll get it. I think Alexis will start, but I think that he Welbeck's injured now, though, isn't he? He's got a groin a problem. Groin. We're not yeah, sort of waiting so, to hear, aren't we? What the yeah. situation? Would have thought Alexis maybe Alexis coming. Yeah, yeah, Alexis. Would, I would have thought he would start. Well, I'm but not then sure again, with, 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 with the amount of giants they have, and I know that I'm pro Giroud more than anyone else. Mm. But and saying I agree with you. I don't. I thought. I still think that we should vary it based on the opposition a bit more than we do rather mm. than go we'll just play the same team I think against certain defences it's good to occupy centre back so that the smaller and more skillful players can then and get close to him because that's always the problem when we play Giroud when we're so used to having this more fluid system it works well when an, an inside forward is close to him for the knock sounds of flex mm. it was a lovely moment with um, uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles in the week um, where there was like bank, like three or four one touches Giroud knocked it laid it off and he burst through we tried to take it around the keeper and that for me is the sort of football I like us playing I think with him in the team he can play that sort of football well, look, and I think to, against West Brom we could do that we can also go 4-4-2 for me Giroud and Lagazette up front that's going to scare the living daylights out of centre-backs mm. because they're going to play deep because we've got two strong men and again we go the, we go the old way the old 4-4-2 we used to play and win, win comfortably start on the front foot yeah the, really drive really yeah, like drive that. the game forward so Boyd doesn't really do a great job in keeping track of these predictions but he insists that we do them <laughs> even in his absence anyway so we'll start with you Russ a, a score prediction for the Arsenal Doncaster game and then the Arsenal West Bromwich game 3-0 uh, and 3-0 3-0 double um, Luke you clearly work in betting I love that <laughs> uh, d- just to be different I, I'll go 4-0 Doncaster and yeah I think 3-0 against West Brom well Five one two nil. Five one two nil. I think we'll beat Doncaster three one, and we'll beat West Bromwich Albion two nil. That's about it for the podcast. Gareth, anything else that you? I think. Well, well, I look to my right and suggest we've been doing about thirty seven minutes. I'm yeah, so we're roughly right. right. Um, Gareth, any any other news you want to tell us? Any any anyone else? Just ain't. Maitland Nars, you've come across any other stories about the Arsenal players you've met through work of late or nothing? Well, no, it was the same event that meant Francis Coquelin, who, um, when he oh, did, that was yeah, he did the um dying salmon routine the other day. I, I felt <laughs> for him because he's a low again, another lovely guy. And actually, talk about the spirit of someone that wants to play mm, for Arsenal yeah. and Jack Wilshire. He is definitely, I think, partly that might be his most important job in the squad, mm. uh, to be honest. Um, I like him as a player, he's fairly limited, and I think, again, play the opposition. We come up against a team where the defense needs more. Def- like discipline, get him sitting in front and stop playing him in an advanced role. That's basically all I've got. Yeah, there's been some lovely stories, but I'll, I'll save them for save them next time for the for the sort of the after hours. Luke, one. we should congratulate you on your anniversary. First you wedding anniversary was yeah. yesterday. Yes, it was my my paper anniversary. My first anniversary. Main thing is you didn't go on about it. Very nice. No, yeah, you didn't. There was nothing. Yeah. You there was nothing on social media. No, oh yeah, no, nothing on that. No, I mean my <laughs> missus literally. She was like, "So what are we going to put on Facebook?" And I was like, "Maybe we could just not put anything." How modern. But uh, no, no, there was. It was carefully planned, and six hundred selfies later, we found the right picture. <laughs> Yeah. To well, put onto social media. Nice. Well, to be fair, for a man that's going through a divorce, I probably shouldn't be talking to you about how to, how to talk about how yeah. you're married, John. Okay, come on. Um, yeah. And Edinburgh, I saw you at Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's been great. Yeah, so looking at me touring in January. Um, and um, I'm obviously very pleased that Wenger's still there because <laughs> Keeps you. it means that, yes, I can still do my impression for a little bit longer. And uh, I, actually, I'm, I will tell you off air, but I'm working on a big big football show at the moment uh, which is uh, top top quality fantastic and you're going on tour January you said. yeah January but and nothing's people, uh, set in stone yet and but. people want to find out more 
Uh, they can follow me on Twitter. Go to my website. It's not been updated in a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> and I'm on Luke Facebook. You've been too much on tour. You what, sorry? You've been too much on tour. Nah, just, just <laughs> can't be bothered. To, <laughs> can't be bothered to update it. But yeah, LukeKempner.com. But if follow me on Twitter, there's more. I'm, I'm on there more. And Russell, you've been a lot with Energy Bet of late as well. Yeah, Leighton Orient a lot. That's right. Energy Bet, the sponsor of Leighton Orient, and uh, from last midweek, the official Instadia betting partner of Millwall. <laughs> so I actually made the the trip to. Orient on Saturday morning for, for their game against Hartlepool. Was that there was a there was a fans it, thing? Was, they was lost it, was it, two one? There was some, there's been like a fans roadshow thing going round about with clubs that have been sort of mismanaged. Let's say, and I know there was something that sorry, that's you right. We don't want to talk but too I'm, much. No, no, about no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm sure in my second team, I yeah. must say the whole atmosphere around the place. Oh, it's fantastic! So the new owners have come in. Nigel Travis from Dunkin' Donuts, Kent Teague. They've really made the fans feel like really passionate about the team again which is great and then I went to the new den to see Millwall beat Leeds 1-0 and they were outstanding how Leeds are top of the league I don't know Millwall were phenomenal should have been 3 or 4 nil to, to Millwall to be fair run, run down by that way and there was once a Millwall Leeds game and it was like I, I looked out the window and I've never been more talking about atmosphere at football mm. matches as we started. What a neat way to finish this, maybe. So mm. with Arsenal Cologne <laughs> yeah. and what, what was like the drunken sailor, and there were yeah, there was no drunken sailors, just a lot of really really nasty people fighting in my car park when it was Millwall Leeds when I was living down that. I way. didn't so, see any trouble on Saturday, but I have to say, credit to Millwall, they were they were superb. Good stuff. All right, well, I think that is just about it now from the podcast. We'll be back, I think, next Tuesday. So obviously, we're playing West Brom on the Monday. So please do join us then. Thank you so much to Gareth, to Luke, and to Russ. And uh, hopefully, we'll be back after a couple of victories against Doncaster and West Brom. We'll Thanks, see you Josh. next week. Thank you. This is a playback media production. To get all the links for this podcast, go to arsenalpodcast.net. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Podcast Network.